Welcome to Gov Innovator. I'm Andy Feldman. Our focus today is the importance of validation in the process of learning what works. We'll discuss one of the best-known examples from the UK's Behavioral Insights team and what happened when the same experiment was run in the United States. Here's a clip. One of the biggest lessons and takeaways here is that context really matters, right? So behavioral concepts might be very powerful and effective in one setting, but the same prescription doesn't necessarily hold just across the board. Our topic today is the importance of validation, which in this case means checking or proving whether something that works in one place also works in another. To explore an important example, we're joined by Tammy Chang. She's a senior economist at the U.S. Department of the Treasury within the Bureau of Fiscal Service, and Nate Higgins, who was the co-founder and a fellow on the former Social and Behavioral Sciences team within the federal government. Tammy and Nate, welcome. Thanks, Andy. Thank you for having us, Andy. Nate, start us off by telling us about the challenge faced by the UK Revenue and Customs Department, which is known in the in England as Her Majesty's Revenue and Customs. I think this one's actually pretty simple, Andy. Any tax collecting entity, whether it's in the US or the UK, has sort of two dual goals. One is obviously to collect revenue, and the other one is to do it with as little effort and expense as possible. In this case, given the group of people that they were working with and targeting, they had the additional motivation, perhaps, of trying to avoid getting people referred to collections, which can be expensive in another way entirely. So uh, they were trying to get people to pay their taxes and to pay them on time, uh, and to pay them on time with as little effort and expense from HMRC as possible. So to remind our listeners, we're talking about the UK Behavioral Insights Intervention that was a precursor to the US version. In the UK, the target, uh, as you've noted, was people who were late in paying their taxes. The UK Revenue and Customs Department knew they were late. The people themselves acknowledged they were late. And the idea is how can you elicit uh, faster repayment rates? They worked with the UK Behavioral Insights team, better known as the Nudge Unit, to test out a new version of a letter that they send to people encouraging repayment. Exactly. And actually, I think the most interesting thing here from from my perspective and a, a more global how this stuff happens in the government uh, perspective is actually it started very similarly to how we started to work with Tammy uh, and how in the beginning we often found ourselves starting, which is some really smart, really good industrious person who was working in that particular office and had some background in science. Uh, in this case, it was a, a gentleman named Nick Down had read Robert Cialdini's book, Influence, which is a, a famous book uh, in this topical area, and reached out to the then very new behavioral insights team and said, can we try some of this stuff? So it was somebody reaching out, I think, that that really got them going. And then the behavioral insights team, the HMRC, and some academic uh, collaborators worked together to test out in an experiment a few different types of letters. And tell us about the results, Nate. Even adding one sentence to the letter with a behavioral nudge led to a significant impact. That's right. Uh, And they actually ran, I think, in this particular uh, instance, two experiments over the courses of two years. The first experiment in the first year, I believe, had they tested five different letters, and they all differed by only a very small amount. It was just, as you said, one or two sentences. And the, the one that you're talking about was one that invokes norms, social norms. And in particular, the most effective message in that RCT was one that said, and I'm going to read it, nine out of 10 people in the UK pay their tax on time. You are currently in the very small minority of people who have not paid us yet. 
and that one led to about a 5% increase in the proportion of people paying. And we should say a 5% increase translated into a lot of revenue since it's a big country and uh, produced that result for a very low cost. So that made a big splash among the behavioral insights community, and rightly so. Now we head over to the other side of the ocean, back to the U.S. The U.S. Department of Treasury is also interested in increasing payment rates and are aware of the U.K. nudge experiment, and they start to work with the Obama administration's version of the nudge unit, known as the Social and Behavioral Sciences Team. Tammy, pick it up from there for us, please. That's right, Andy. We're always looking for ways to increase repayment rates on debts that are referred to Treasury. And we were partially motivated by this experiment that was run in the UK to also see if we could change our letters to also affect repayment. And to give a little background, as Nate mentioned, our portfolio is a little different. We are working with debts from all federal agencies within the government. And these federal agencies then refer their debts to Treasury for collection. So we're talking about things that range from delinquent small business loans to Medicare overpayments, as well as just general administrative type of debts. And the letter that we wanted to test is a notice that we send to debtors that lets them know that Treasury is now servicing the debt. And it has some basic information like the debt balance, as well as some repayment options. And we were specifically interested in three outcomes, not only just the likelihood of collection, but also the likelihood of a debtor making contact with us, as well as we wanted to see whether we could encourage debtors to use this online portal to make payments online. And so we collaborated with the U.S. Social and Behavioral Sciences team to create this new letter. And Tammy, tell us about some of the main changes in the new letter. Yeah, so the original letter, it was very technical. It was quite lengthy. And so at a very high level, we tried to just keep only the essential information in the new letter. We cut it down quite a bit, and we started with just a headline statement at the very top of the letter, and that read, you owe the U.S. government X amount of dollars, so that we were communicating right away that the letter is about a debt that's owed to the government, instead of kind of hiding that in the body of the letter. We also addressed the debtor by name rather than debt ID, and then we followed immediately with a social norm statement. And we kind of mimicked the kind of minority norm statement that was used in the UK experiment. Uh, Specifically, the statement that we used was, more than 91% of debt in the US is paid on time. You are now in the small fraction of people who have not paid their debt on time. That was to kind of encourage just general repayment, right? And then to encourage the online payment portion, we included a new cleaner section of the letter that clearly outlined the repayment options. And we included online payment as the first option and also drastically improved and shortened the URL for the payment website so that it would be much easier for the debtor to access that website if they decided to make a payment. So drumroll, tell us about what you found when you tested this new letter that used behavioral insights that streamlined the letter. Tell us what you found when you tested it against the old letter. So when we analyzed collections within the first 30 days, we found no treatment effect. So we found that the repayment rate for the control and treatment groups, we did a randomized control trial, um, were not significantly different. So those who were sent the new letter we found were not any more likely to make a payment. And we had the same finding for debtor contact. But when we looked at the method of payment, we did find an increased use of online payment. And among those debtors who made a payment, we found the percentage of the treatment group who used 
the online portal was 12% higher than debtors who received the original letter. I have to say on a personal note, I would have bet money that the new letter would have had an effect on collection rates. I saw both versions of the letter. The new one was so much clearer, more personal. It had the behavioral insight, which had shown to be effective in the UK. But the purpose of retelling the story is to underscore how important it is to rigorously test interventions or strategies when they're implemented in different settings. In this case, with a more indebted population receiving the letters in the U.S., people may not have even been opening up the letters. They may have already decided that they're not going to pay the debt or open up the letter. In the U.K., the situation was different. Tammy, can you describe for us in your own words what you think drove the results? Yeah, so our finding of no effect on the likelihood of collection is a departure from previous findings, right? And since we had partially modeled our experiment after the one that was done in the UK, there were some expectations that we would find similar results. But I think there are several key differences between that experiment and ours. And I think the biggest difference relates to kind of the underlying population that we were both working with. In our situation, our debtors are US citizens. People might have different ideas about and attitudes about government. People say that Americans tend to be more individualistic. If that's the case, social norms might not be as large of a motivator. But I think more importantly is the different debt types that we were working with. In the UK, they were focusing specifically on tax debts. And our portfolio is much larger and diverse, right? We're getting debts from all across the federal government. And not only that, but our debtors are also much more delinquent. In the UK, their debtors were late on their payment by a matter of weeks. They also knew that they owed a tax debt because they had actually filed their taxes and just hadn't gotten around to making a payment yet. So I think in talking about the differences in our underlying populations, one of the biggest lessons and takeaways here is that context really matters, right? So behavioral concepts might be very powerful and effective in one setting, but the same prescription doesn't necessarily hold just across the board. For us, our delinquent debtors might need more than just a small nudge to be motivated to make a repayment. And this truly was an experiment for us, as Nate mentioned. We didn't know what we were going to find, and our insignificant results on the likelihood of collection still was a useful result. Testing really allowed us to make an informed decision before just generalizing results from another study and applying it to our portfolio. Well, I really appreciate you both helping tell this story. To me, it's a story of a behavioral insights intervention that didn't produce the expected and hoped for results. But more broadly, it's also the story of an agency that took new steps to use rapid experimentation to learn what works and try and improve results. And I think, you know, that's something that we can all consider an important success. Tammy Chang and Nate Higgins, thank you both for being with us. Thank you. Thank you for having us.